Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Uh, there's advice thrown around that imagining the audience naked is a great way to channel nerves, and I think it's a total misconception, because basically what you're doing is you're trying to feel more powerful and trying to mask your vulnerability as a public speaker by turning that on your audience, and I don't think that's a helpful way of building genuine rapport. So I say go for making direct eye contact with your audience fully clothed. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Colombia Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Magazine and the GRC Professional Online. And today we have Sarah Ewan um, from Public Speaking for Life. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Yes, I'm really good this morning. It's raining in Sydney, so I'm very happy. (laughs) So this podcast, is, uh, I guess, is a bit of a continuation of a series um, where we're trying to show, um, I guess, those important skills that exist, um, I guess, outside of the technical aspects of risk and compliance, but are just as important, probably even more important, um, when you have some really important information to get across. Um, so I guess to start with the first question, when people are probably wondering to themselves, why is this relevant to me, is how is public speaking relevant to risk and compliance? That is a really great question and I've been giving a little thought to this and what I want to do is actually take this question which isn't a two-part question actually turn it into a two-part question. I first of all want to think about how is public speaking relevant more broadly for me in my career and how specifically do I think it's relevant uh, to risk and compliance. So for many people, they don't necessarily have the opportunity to stand up in front of large audiences and present really regularly. But the new, the great news is that the skills of public speaking are actually really important for all of us as professionals in terms of becoming effective communicators. Whether that is engaging the wider department or it's using the skills of public speaking in presenting to the board or to speaking a senior colleague one-on-one or even running engaging team meetings, the skills of public speaking can help in all of these situations and therefore it's such an important skill set in that broader sense. Now to really get to the crux of your question around what does that mean for risk and compliance professionals, how is public speaking relevant for them, I think from my own background I used to work in risk and compliance and I think areas where public speaking can really help is it can help in being able to structure the content presentations to make sure that it meets the needs of the audience and that the key points that need to get across to the audience are not lost in amongst the detail and I think learning public speaking really helps with getting the structure of your content really tight and really clear which I think is helpful for risk and compliance professionals. I also think as part of being a risk and compliance professional it's really important that we're able to engage with our audience through effective delivery techniques as well as getting our technical information across and I think this is true even in a meeting setting and I know that risk and compliance professionals spend a lot of time in meetings. I truly believe that if you're presenting at a meeting, it is your role to not just present technical information, it's actually your role to engage and bring energy when you are speaking in meetings. And therefore, again, the skills of public speaking can really help you in being able to do that. And probably the most important one is that often in risk and compliance, and I don't know if the people listening to this, if you've actually experienced this yourself, but there are times because of the role of risk and compliance that you might be in a, a meeting situation with other stakeholders and you have a different opinion than everyone else in the room and in those meetings and in those situations it actually takes courage as an individual and confidence to speak up and be 
assertive and to be able to share your opinion, even if it's different from everyone else's. And again, when you develop the skills of public speaking, one of the benefits of it is it's a really practical way of helping to build your confidence, which you can then draw on when you find yourself in these slightly more challenging communication situations. So I do truly believe that public speaking is a very important skill set and very relevant for risk and compliance professionals. Well, yeah, and, and I guess that's a really good answer because it leads nicely to the next one. You know, you mentioned the importance of engagement and having that energy and having that courage. And I feel like that's the first steps to the misconceptions probably around public speaking, that it's not just about standing on the stage. Um, can, could you name a few other, I guess, misconceptions people might have about public speaking and how it might be relevant to them? Yes, absolutely. I think there's quite a, there's quite a few common misconceptions about public speaking and I say that these probably hold true in Australia but also globally as well from some of the other countries that I trained and worked in. Probably the most common misconception about public speaking that people hold is I am no good at public speaking because I get nervous and the reality is most people when they public speak get nervous and I truly personally believe it's a positive thing that you get nervous but it's about learning to manage your nerves and channel your nerves so that you are in control of them and they are not in control of you so getting nervous doesn't mean that you take yourself out of the public speaking race it just means that you need to learn how to manage and channel your nerves more effectively so that's a common misconception i think a, a second misconception i hear a lot is that public speaking is my leader or manager's job and so i don't need the skills i don't stand up in front of the 200 people in my department i don't do that regularly and I would have said that public speaking skills are the type of skills that you want to learn at any point in your career. The earlier, the better, especially if you've got aspirations to be a leader or a manager. It is more likely that you will succeed in getting up the career ladder if you are an effective communicator and confident public speaker. If you want me to keep going, I've got a couple of other <laughs> ones. One of them's actually quite funny. There's one of the other misconceptions that people often have is that public speaking is just for the extroverts mm. and that if I'm introverted, I don't, I should, shouldn't really need the skills of public speaking. And from my experience, again, this is a total misconception. There are many extroverts that actually find public speaking very challenging because they feel the extra pressure from their colleagues that they should like it and they should be great at it, but they do find it challenging. And I've seen many introverts that are amazing public speakers so it's not a case of the extroverts are great at it and it's not really for the introverts I think anyone regardless of personality type can develop the skills of public speaking and I think that that misconception we can demonstrate that in the risk and compliance profession as well and probably the funniest one if I'm allowed to mention this if this is appropriate I've been asked this so many times should I imagine the audience naked to help me with my nerve management? Uh, there's advice thrown around that imagining the audience naked is a great way to channel nerves and I think it's a total misconception because basically what you're doing is you're trying to feel more powerful and trying to mask your vulnerability as a public speaker by turning that on your audience and I don't think that's a helpful way of building genuine rapport. So I say go for making direct eye contact with your audience fully clothed and again that's just a misconception that I regularly hear around public speaking. 
Well, that would definitely make a few meetings quite awkward, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> I think so, I think so, definitely. And who knows what it might do to your facial expressions, which is one of the other reasons why it's probably not a great thing to do. <laughs> so I guess what I'm getting um, there is that there's a sense that some people innately have it and that some people don't, and that's one of the misconceptions. Um, but is there... Do you, you know, from working with clients and stuff, do you get a sense that there's more value being placed on um, public speaking and the skills behind public speaking to help people, you know, get what they need to get done? Is it, just to clarify, you're asking, is it, do you think that there's more emphasis being placed on public speaking? Yeah, is there more awareness and emphasis? Yeah. That's a good question. What I think is, I think that a lot of people are aware that working on their public speaking would be good for career progression, for brand elevation, and for personal development. But I think a lot of people still really hold back from doing it. It's one of those, I know I should, but I'll get round to it. But then they never really get round to it until they're they have to and they've got to do a presentation so I think that for people who really want the skills and they really enjoy the idea of public speaking they're going to be the people that proactively go after it I think a lot of people realize that they get to a certain point in their career and public speaking skills is going to be something that's going to be really helpful for them to develop but I do think there's a there's a lot of people who know it would be helpful but they really hesitate to pursue that Right, right. Well, yeah, excellent. I can definitely identify with that. Um, I know I, I've been working on it in my own way, and I think my podcasts are a bit better for it. But yes, it's it's a skill that you don't expect to need to have until you need to have it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I often get quite a lot of emergency calls from clients going, Sarah, help me. I've got a presentation on Monday and I haven't done any public speaking for about you know five years and I'm panicking and I can't understand why and I will point out actually for a lot of more senior leaders they sometimes find that early in their career they do a lot more presenting at the more junior levels and then there's a big gap where they're really concentrating on developing the technical skills and dealing in the technical side and then they get to a senior role because of their technical proficiency and then it's just assumed that they've been doing loads of public speaking in the last few years but they actually haven't and it's uh, clients like that that often end up panicking just before a presentation because you know those skill sets that they might have had a little while ago just need a bit of a dust off before they have to stand up in front of the audience and and deliver right right well um and you know coming down to the end now and one of the things that i I guess would be good to get would be that question of you know with the environment that we have right now, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of regulatory change, um, a lot of people are sort of preparing for lots of other types of changes as well, which means there's going to be a need for a lot of engagement and hopefully lots of energy in the meeting rooms. So what advice do you have for risk and compliance professionals, you know, who are trying to, you know, convince the board and management about particular issues or opportunities? Yes, I think um, I think I've got a few tips that could be applied, you know, to the board committee meetings and then just in meetings in general. I'd say, firstly, if you do feel any nerves, don't fight against them, work with them. And actually even taking a few deep breaths can improve the quality of your voice when you're doing it, which is uh, really important. I think really importantly as well is backing yourself and reminding yourself why you've got a seat at the table and what you have to bring. A lot of people go into intimidation mode sometimes and spend a waste a lot of energy being intimidated when actually if they just back themselves, that can make a huge difference to their experience in the meeting or in the presentation. 
Uh, really making sure you've got a clear introduction is a top tip of mine. I think that a lot of people prepare for meetings and they think about the, the key part, the key points they want to make, but they don't think about how they're going to start. And it's usually at the start that we feel most nervous. Yeah. And so I highly recommend really thinking about those first few sentences that you're going to say. And if you can get those out well, it helps to really set the momentum and the flow of the presentation or the conversation that you're having. Literally speak up would be my tip. Like a lot of people don't speak loudly enough, particularly in front of senior audiences. You don't want to shout at them. But at the same time, you don't want your volume to be a barrier. You just want to eliminate that barrier by talking in a volume that gives you authority in your voice as well. And I'd say a couple other things. A lot of the time we're sitting down in meetings. We've not got the benefit of standing up to present. And at that point, really making direct eye contact is one of the best ways of engaging and building rapport. So not staring at your notes and avoiding making eye contact. Take full advantage of being able to make eye contact with those in the room. And really it's about being yourself. Remind yourself it's a conversation. The more natural and true to your own style you are, the more you're able to build rapport. And that actually means that you'll more effectively get your message across. So those would be some of the tips that I think could be applied in so many different scenarios. And I hope that that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we built some rapport with our listeners. Um, yes. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Sarah. Um, you know, a lot of members, I think, have come to our events and have seen you speak and sort of gotten a sense of what to do with your arms and those other questions that you probably thought I was going to ask. Um, so yes, it's really good to get another perspective about how the skills behind public speaking are useful, um, not just in a stage setting, but in a meeting setting and just all the other forms of engagement. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I look forward to chatting to you again, maybe on another podcast on public speaking. Thank you. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.